Good morning, good day, and good night. You may have stumbled upon this podcast randomly as you browse around a graveyard full of ghouls, driving on an endless road with your killer laying in the back seat, waiting for the right opportunity to slit your throat. Or, you know, just by personal interest. However, what you may not know is what you're about to hear are extremely sinister stories. This show contains all depths of horror that lurks around our society. Kidnapping, torture, murder, you name it. Whether it's down a dark alley or from the pitch black closet in a bedroom. If it's the paranormal that haunts our surroundings, or demonic possession that needs to be cleansed, a flying saucer that hovers over our helpless world, these files are for one's understanding, but listener discretion, you are warned. If you wish to be part of the cult, <clears throat> well, not a cult, but family, <laughs> hit the five star in Apple Podcasts and subscribe to wherever you are listening. Now that you are brave enough, are you ready to open these cryptic files? To Cryptic Files. I am your host, Justin Smith. This will be a special series on the podcast as it contains various amounts of unanswered questions and paths that I will embark on, which may lead me into new discoveries. This series on the podcast will be titled Craig Creek Road File, which will involve many crime stories that occurred either on Craig Creek or near the area of Blacksburg. I discovered that this Craig Creek Road phenomenon is quite a bizarre uh, thing, and I couldn't pass up the opportunity into researching just to why crime is so attracted to this area. I hope you are ready for this journey. I'm not sure that I am, and I don't know what I will find on the way. Case 1. Heidi and David. Have you ever been in love? I have. I am currently. There's no better feeling in the world to have someone that loves you. Waking up and realizing that they are right beside you. Having a full day either planned or unplanned with them. It's like nothing else matters in the world. 
you have that feeling of wanting to protect them at all costs. You can't bear to think of them being hurt or worse. You imagine a future with them. Heidi Childs and David Nessler thought that when they fell in love. Before starting this podcast and when I really began becoming fascinated in true crime, this local case really caught my attention because it was the first one that was unsolvable. To think that a terrifying event happened just in a short driving radius with a killer or killers out on the loose for over a decade, is it was shocking to me. I researched more about this case and grew even more drawn into it. The fact that it is still up in the air and nobody really spreading constant awareness is just sad and disappointing. If anything, I hope this podcast elevates the discussion and bring more curiosity to this story. Let's look at the two victims. Heidi Childs, or some would call Smiley, was born on December 9th 1990 and grew up in Bedford County, Virginia, along with seven other siblings. A big family, that is for sure. Heidi would later move to Lynchburg, Virginia in her teens. She was known to have many interests such as academics, sports, the outdoors, making friends and spending time with her family. She was loyal to her religion and her belief in the Lord. Heidi was never not busy. Whether it was running across country, basketball, camping, hiking, taking missions trips, or sharing her faith with her youth group, she always found time to do something productive. She was even a singer and played guitar. What couldn't this girl do, guys? Jack of all trades. She was homeschooled, but decided to pursue her academics in the medical field at Virginia Tech University. At the time, her mindset was obtaining a degree in biochemistry, but after shadowing a surgeon during the summer, she decided to study pre-med. David Metzler was born on May 23, 1990. Him and his three sisters grew up in Campbell County, Virginia, and just like Heidi, David stayed busy as well with activities. David was also an athlete and had a fascination with golf. He was also a lover of music with being very skilled with the guitar. David, however, went to high school and would learn woodworking and shop classes and wished to pursue more. He would do side jobs such as working at his local golf course, a plumbing business, and even working with Heidi at a local ice cream shop. To me, David sounded like he would do anything to help others. David loved his family and enjoyed staying at home. His idol was his father, Keith, and wanted to be just like him, as he loved and was protective towards his mother, Susan. Another important element to his productive life was serving the Lord. David also attended Virginia Tech with studying industrial systems engineering. Now, let's get to how these two lovers met. 
During high school, David became obsessed with the sport of golf and really dedicated his time towards it. He discovered that this was causing a lack of focus in his faith and decided he needed to go back to the church and away from golf. He became more involved with the church's youth group, the same church Heidi went to, and that is where the chemistry began. They were both involved in the music band the church had, as they would perform together. David was once asked how he felt about Heidi, and he told them that he loves how she is so happy and never complained about anything or anyone. During the lead-up to Virginia Tech University, the two would want to attend college classes there. Allegedly, this bothered Heidi and David's parents due to the 2007 mass shooting that took place there. After thinking about it, the two began their first semester at Virginia Tech, and they realized that they wanted to be romantically together. It was then 2009 during the summer, and Heidi officially wanted to change her studies to pre-med. She calls her mom to tell her how excited she was to discover this new interest for her career. However, sadly, this would be the last time Heidi's mother would hear from her. It was Wednesday, August 26, 2009. David and Heidi wanted to do a small getaway date night. They drove to Caldwell Fields parking lot at Jefferson National Forest, which while on the way there, they had to drive on the infamous Craig Creek Road. The area is very discreet, with it being approximately 20 minutes away from the university. Allegedly, the time was around 8.25 p.m. and 10 p.m as the two were parked in David's 1992 Toyota Camry. He brought his guitar, and the two were enjoying the late night summer. The discreet area was perfect to be alone together. However, it is said that the area is very eerie. David had supposedly been there before and told Heidi it would be a perfect getaway spot, especially at night. Their life together on Earth was horrifically taken when Heidi was abruptly startled by David being shot through the car window. There hasn't been confirmation on where or how many were impacted into David. But some say when this happened, Heidi was fleeing from the vehicle and was shot as well. A former police officer who was not involved in the case, said that she was shot in the face and she was deceased in the grass. The next day, August 27th, a man walking his dog discovered the bodies of David and Heidi. 
I've never been to Caldwell Fields, and I don't think I've ever been on Craig Creek Road. So for the first time, I drove over there just to see where these two were viciously murdered. I can see the uh, memorial decoration. Let's get out. Okay. Let's go right to it. Dang. Other than the bugs, it's pretty quiet. It's it's a weird feeling, that's for sure. It it's somewhat of a perfect spot to commit a crime and get away with it. It's really in the middle of nowhere. It seemed like I've been driving for a good hour when really it was only 20 minutes. The memorial decoration has a Virginia Tech flag. Um, Virginia Tech teddy bears, some flowers, jar. I don't know what's in the jar. I don't want to touch it. It's sad. Let me take a photo. There's a lot of unanswered questions to who this person or people are or were that committed this this horrific crime. Uh, it it it'd be weird to think that it was just some rando driving by and just decided to shoot him. Just because of the area. You know, I I don't see how it was just a rando. It, to me it would it would make more sense if the person or people who did kill David and Heidi was somewhat of a relation. But um is that a bullet hole right there? Take a photo right there. That is, um... That's bizarre if that is a bullet hole. There's a shotgun shell. Yeah, that's, uh... God, it makes me sick. It's not a good vibe. 
Anyway. I'm actually getting goosebumps being here. There's a gravel road right across from the area that leads up to the woods. And he's just a few cars driving by. the rain I better head out might have to come back um, maybe even maybe even uh, see if I can find people in this neighborhood and interview them we'll see Joining me right now, two very special guests, Dr. Keith Metzler, he's the the father of David Metzler, one of the teens, and Sergeant Donald Childs, the father of Heidi Childs. Gentlemen, thank you for being with us. To you, Dr. Metzler, please tell me about your son. Uh, David was just a, uh, just a laid back, uh, just tender hearted, loving kid that liked to have fun. He uh, deeply loved his friends and his family, and uh, most of all, he was deeply committed to Christ and, and wanted to share that with his friends and lead the, them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Sergeant Childs, what can you tell me about your daughter? She was a, a wonderful girl, um, loved life, full of life. Um, she walked the walk and talked the talk. She had... Um, just a, a wonderful attitude about life in general, was always smiling. Uh, she loved her family. She loved David. And she loved school. But most of all, she loved the Lord, and she was a living example of that. You know, gentlemen, I, I couldn't understand. I thought I understand. Stood felony crimes, being a crime victim until I had my children. And even now, at just age two, you pump so much love, so much nurturing, so many high hopes and dreams into them. For it to end in this manner, I want you to know our prayers are with you. Thank you, thank you, Nancy. The person's familiar with this area down there. Uh, 
they're very familiar, very comfortable in that area. Someone who is watching the news, someone who is uh, clipping news articles or paying particular attention to this case uh, has a, an interest in it that seems to be extreme. We will never know what it's like to see a son take a bride. And we will never gain a daughter-in-law. She also never got to finish college or, or fulfill her dreams of becoming a physician's assistant. She missed her sisters and, and brothers' high school and college graduations. David was my only son and my best male friend in the world. We loved golfing and especially hunting together. Please just call the task force and talk. They have incredible ways to protect you. After 10 years, it's time. It has now been 12 years today, and Heidi and David's murderer, or murderers, have yet to be charged. Like I said before, there are so many unanswered questions to this story. It is one big question mark. According to people online who follow the case, they are outraged by how the police have DNA of someone but are unable to obtain specific evidence in order to charge them? What's with this shooting range? What is with this tuck-away campground that keeps being brought up in my research? Why is it that Heidi's purse, cell phone, and a Virginia Tech keychain were stolen but nothing that belonged to David was stolen? Was there some sort of motive? Did this act of violence have some connection to Heidi? Why only take her possessions? The amount of possible vehicles that the suspect or suspects used that night? There's so many. The 3030 caliber rifle that was used to murder them? Even the wild theories people have said online? How this could even be linked to the serial killer Israel Keys? Going back to the firing range, as it has been visited by the, the mass shooter of Virginia Tech back in 2007, Cho, or uh, uh, Ross Truett Ashley, or even Nicole Madison Lovell, who was stabbed on Craig Creek Road, there are so many guys. This whole area is just bananas. It's like cursed in a way. So, I came in contact with a private investigator that looked into this case several years ago, and in the next episode, I will be having a conversation with him in hopes he will have a better detailed uh, analysis on all of this. Maybe it will lead me down another path to help the case. Anyway, Thank you all for listening, and if you liked this episode, please five-star and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Even doing this will elevate the episode and help it show others, especially this episode. 
If you care to give your thoughts on this case, I have a hotline number, 540-358-1583. If you, if you uh, prefer email, message crypticfilespodcast at gmail.com. If you want pictures and details about the podcast for the uh, for the cases, follow the Instagram at Cryptic Files Podcast and the private Facebook group. That is uh, a essential tool I have for this show, where uh, people can you know give their thoughts and everything and have discussions together. Just it's the private Facebook group, Cryptic Files Podcast. Just invite yourself, and I will. Uh, let you join most importantly though if you have any tips that you feel as though would help bring this unsolved case closure please reach out to the virginia state police 540-375-9589 the reward for this case is one hundred thousand dollars now lastly watch your back it's cryptic out there Make a to be